0: They took her post off Facebook Cause some men thought it was rude But she still got a thing or two to say to all those shitty dudes here on the garbage aisle Don't take it personally as we smash the patriarchy Here on the garbage, here on the garbage, here on the garbage hour. Did you all hear that? It was a theme song. Wow. The Garbage Hour is brought to you by Doritos for ladies. Now with 30% less flavoring. Doritos. We sure misread this cultural moment. Into the garbage, fly boy! You know, after I upload an episode on Tuesday, I already start racking my brain. What is next week's episode going to be about? Is there something else to rant about? And I worry I've run out of ideas. But then, I realize the adage that built this podcast in the first place. Men are garbage. And it's only a matter of time before they start breeding more garbage. This week, it was the chief garbage man and his garbage goons. Yes, of course, Donald Trump and his administration. For a little bit of backstory, Rob Porter, who was the White House staff secretary for over a year, stepped down last week after domestic abuse allegations by both of his ex-wives, as well as an ex-girlfriend, came out. He stepped down on February 7th in the evening, even after John Kelly and Sarah Huckabee Sanders released statements the day prior that read... For Kelly, Rob Porter is a man of true integrity and honor, and I can't say enough good things about him. He is a friend, a confidant, and a trusted professional. I am proud to serve alongside him. And from Sanders, I've worked with Rob Porter nearly every day for the last year, and the person I know is someone of the highest integrity and exemplary character. John Kelly, the White House Chief of Staff and a total moderating force on the president, knew about these allegations since fall of 2017 and didn't do a goddamn thing about it and let this man stay in office with his temporary security clearance in the interim. It's an office where every important piece of paper comes across his desk and he didn't even have full security clearance as the FBI investigated this. And Saturday morning, Donald Trump tweeted from his ivory throne, People's lives are being shattered. Oh my god, I'm not going to do an impression. I'm sorry. (laughs) People's lives are being shattered and destroyed by a mere allegation. Some are true and some are false. Some are old and some are new. There is no recovery for someone falsely accused. Life and career are gone. Is there no such thing as due process? Okay, so let's pick that apart. The asshole in me wants to point out that he used the plural and not the possessive of peoples, but that's not the biggest glaring error here. He is calling photographic evidence and corroboration by three separate women of abusive behavior mere allegation. That's not mere allegation. That's a pretty good mountain of evidence. Then, quote, some are true and some are false, some are old and some are new. What, are you testing out your poetry ideas? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. then there is no recovery for someone falsely accused. Life and career are gone. Okay, so let's step into the world of Donald Trump's brain for a second. Ah! Oh my god, that was the worst place I've ever been. Oh my god. In Donald Trump's mind, the 19, count them, 19 women who came forward to accuse him of harassment and assault, falsely accused him. If these oh-so-falsely-accused men have their lives and careers destroyed, then why, pray tell, does Donald Trump think that he is the President of the United fucking States? So already his argument that these allegations ruin men's lives falls apart. Unless he believes that becoming president ruined his life, which, to be perfectly honest, he probably does. Anyway, his life and career are, by the standard of most people, doing pretty great despite what he sees as false allegations. And just to be clear, they're not false because he talked about how he got away with it ON TAPE! Oh my god. can't fucking believe this guy is fucking president. And as far as due process goes, Mr. President. Which one of the foxy friends did you learn that term from? For those of you who didn't take intro to political science four years ago and don't vaguely remember what due process is, it is the idea from the old constitution that basically the process of, in this case, legal proceedings follows the established norms and rules. It's a way of preventing arbitrary seizure of life, liberty, or property. What up, John Locke? It's a fair trial and innocent until proven guilty and preservation of rights and you have the right to remain silent and all that jazz. Donald Trump is the king of due process. Mr. Central Park Five lock her up birther movement McGee. Or, if you have respect for due process and the decision of the courts, then why in the fucking hell did you pardon Joe Arpaio, you racist, sexist piece of malnourished shit? Or Mara likely... Do you think that due process should be reserved for people who look like you? Eggs with hair taped on top. I mean, I'm sorry. Straight, white, cis men. Fuck. Okay. Top to bottom, Donald Trump's tweet was stupid, but what else is new? We know that the Trump administration hates women. They do a pretty terrible job of hiding it. But what we also know is they are pretty selective in what shitty men they choose to speak up about. Despite the fact that they were silent about Steve Wynn and touted Rob Porter as a good guy and maintained Roy Moore's innocence and continued to hold up a man who has been accused of sexual assault and harassment 19 times over and bragged about sexually assaulting women and we have it on tape. They were hellbent on the destruction of Al Franken. They demanded over and over again that the DNC return their money to Harvey Weinstein, which is bananas that they want an organization to give back millions of dollars to a sexual predator. They want to pay Harvey Weinstein. If they cared about women, they would have asked the DNC to donate money to rain or battered women's shelters. They called on Hillary Clinton to take responsibility for both Harvey Weinstein's actions and Bill Clinton's actions. And yes, we can be pissed at Hillary for knowing one of her campaign aides had been accused of harassment and not done anything about it, but I choose to be more pissed about this administration that is so selective in their outrage about sexual assault and harassment. Also, Hillary's not President. It's been a pretty big theme of the past year that Hillary's not president. So maybe we should hold the president to the same standard that we hold to the loser of the election. Just a thought. This cultural moment is so important. Many men are finally facing consequences for their actions after decades of deplorable behavior, and yet, and yet, the pussy grabber in chief still remains largely untouched. Sure, Rob Porter stepped down and that speechwriter resigned and Roy Moore didn't get elected, but Donald Trump is still the president of the United States and his party, the party of moral superiority and being on the highest horses in the country, supports him without question. Any trepidations they had before the election seem to be long gone, as they line up to be presidential lapdogs in order to screw over poor people and sick people and poor people who are sick. No matter how many senior aides fall on their swords, Donald Trump will maintain the innocence of anyone around him as a way of maintaining his own innocence as well. John Kelly and Sarah Huckabee Sanders will release statements about what a good guy he is, and Donald Trump will still be president of the United States. This administration is built around a culture of violence, and it's terrifying to think that they would defend any friend of the administration as a good guy as long as he had recently planted a kiss on Donald Trump's ass. Even if there wasn't a fair trial for Roy Moore or Rob Porter, there is a preponderance of evidence in the corroboration of these women's stories. Don't make it sound like women are out here, like, covering our eyes and pointing the finger of blame willy-nilly. It is insulting and it is counterproductive. Now, I know Donald Trump doesn't care about that, but I just need to make sure that you are all aware and that I am s- keep reminding myself. Donald Trump protects abusers because he is an abuser. And there's a White House and a Capitol building full of people protecting him. So it's time to hold all those fuckers responsible. And it's not like the White House is the only place where this culture persists. It's still many places. Some badass people have stood up and told their stories and shined lights on other stories, and the culture is shifting. But that doesn't stop our fake president, Alec Baldwin, whose Donald Trump impression is adequate at best and definitely did not deserve any kind of award, from weighing in on his thoughts about Dylan Farrow's allegations against Woody Allen, as many stars express their regret for having worked with Allen. It doesn't stop Thomas Middleditch, that guy from Silicon Valley and Verizon spokesperson on every ad I get on YouTube, from saying that right now, as a male, the fervor behind the Me Too movement is, quote, kind of scary. You know what's scarier than being a man right now? Being a woman. Ever. Honestly, read a room. It's exhausting that everywhere we turn, there is someone defending the indefensible. There is someone who's trying to undercut this groundbreaking, world shaking moment of women finally finding the space to speak up about their experiences. And all these men act like being accused of sexual assault is the worst thing that can happen careers ruined, lives upheaved, due process ignored. You know what's the worst thing? Sexual assault. Dignity stolen, childhoods lost, stories unheard or not listened to at all. Don't you fucking talk to us about having your life ruined and being scared. We are living in a huge cultural moment for our stories, but let's not forget that the culture that we live in is still man-made. It's still a patriarchal society, and men, you have the world, so just let us have our voices. No matter how major this movement seems to you or how worried you are that we've hurt Woody Allen's feelings, it is so much more important to remember that we aren't trying to destroy men's lives. We're trying to save our own. We are terrified because there's a big white house full of white men that proves that all men still don't face consequences for their actions. And even if you know plenty of good guys, there are plenty of bad guys, and some of them made it to Congress, to the White House, and that should scare all of you so-called good guys more than the hashtag MeToo movement. This week's episode of the Garbage Hour is brought to you by ibuprofen. I hurt my back. And now for our weekly segment, Sifting Through the Trash, in which I find something in my trash can more qualified to be president than Donald J. Trump. This week... A nose strip I use to pull impurities out of my skin. It does not work. Just like Donald Trump. Heyo, It wasn't a good joke, but... I'll take it. And now for our newest segment. Well, what the fuck am I supposed to do, Megan? Where I answer that very question. You could donate your time and money to organizations like RAIN, which stands for Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network, an anti-sexual assault organization that is also home to the Sexual Assault Telephone Hotline, the phone number is 1-800-656-HOPE. You could donate money to the Time's Up movement, uh, specifically the Time's Up Legal Defense Fund, a fund to raise money for legal fees for people facing sexual harassment and assault in the workplace who otherwise could not afford those legal fees. You could also donate time and money to the 2018 midterm elections. If we don't want a government that protects abusers, start by unseating some of those in Congress who turn a blind eye to every fucking thing the president does, who stand and clap at his State of the Union without an ounce of hesitation. Find out if your Republican senator is up for re-election this year. And look into who is the congressperson for your district in the House of Representatives. I believe more than 100 seats in the House have been uh, flagged as vulnerable and that means that we could make a big dent in the Republican majority and we could flip the Senate this year. On the state level, your Republican governor could be up for re-election and there are plenty of state and local elections that are also important. Knock on doors, make phone calls, make sure you're registered to vote. Hey Siri, remind me to change my voting registration from Maine to Illinois. Thanks so much. Love you. Of course. not gonna say you love me back. (laughs) And the easiest thing you can do is listen to women, believe women, trust women. Bye. JK, I have more to say. That's not the end. If you like this podcast, give me a like and a follow on SoundCloud or just give me a high five the next time you see me. This week you may have noticed we have a new theme song. The music. How exciting. And it was written and performed by Sean McGuire, who is also my brother. This may not have been an hour, but it was garbage. Bye. Bye.